Welcome to Material, a show all about the Google and Android universe hosted on the Relay FM network. This episode of Material is brought to you by Linode and Indeed Prime. I am one of your hosts, UX designer Yasmin Evian. Joining me, as always, my wonderful co-host, tech columnist Andy Anako. Hello, good week. Hello. And a mobile app developer, Russell Ivanovich. Hello, Yasmin. I apologize in advance. I have the non-gender specific cold, so I'll try and talk less this episode, if that's even possible. What would well, really gender specific gonna... cold be? <laughs> it's not the man cold, it's just non-gender specific the... cold, all right? Because if it was the man cold, you would just be uh, up in the corner over there in the fetal position, curled up. Or dead, you know, either one of those. But no, it's, it's good to be here. I uh, dragged myself out of bed and here I am. I'm looking forward to this. Oh. <laughs> well, well, hopefully you're, you're feeling better. Maybe take some cough medicine, you know, just uh, take some shots of uh, cough medicine. Be all better. There's nothing that doesn't respond to a good old dose of vitamin M for material podcast. Ooh. Now, drop, drop your pajama bottoms because we got to inject you in the butt. It's the only way that this can, the serum is effective. I, I did oh, not sign up for that. Did not sign up for that. Wow. <laughs> Did not sign up for that. Andy can can take care of all all of that uh, fun fun stuff, fun stuff, fun stuff. I'm sure. Uh, so I have something that's been I've been seeing on my Google keyboard as I'm typing along, and I want to know if y'all are seeing this too. Uh, but as I'm going, you know, using the Google keyboard, it will automatically auto capitalize some of these words mid sentence, and they're words that don't necessarily require capitalization. They just they just will. Uh, so has anyone seen that? Yes, I've had this for the last at least two weeks and I thought it was a result of switching phones because I, I had to switch phones because I had to switch away from the explodey phone, which we can talk about a bit more later. But <sighs> I'm, I'm typing and it's just capitalising things like the and will. I'm like, these are not like place names. I don't, I don't know what it's doing. There's no full stop there. And I thought I was going insane, Yasmin. And then I was just browsing the Reddit and people on there are having the problem. I asked Yasmin and she's like, I'm having the problem too. Andy, please tell me you're having this problem as well. I have not been having it on, on, on Android. I've actually been having something similar happening on iOS. So maybe it's just something in the Van Allen radiation belt that's affecting things <laughs> where it's just annoying the hell out of me because it's like I'll be I'll, – I'll, I'll type a sentence that contains a quote and then I'll close quote and continue on. But it will think, oh, he closed quotes. That must be the end of a sentence. And I want to say, no, sometimes you just quote in the middle of a sentence and you keep on moving. And it does that silly thing where it's, I'm going to backspace over that and correct that to a lowercase. Oh, wait a minute. He accidentally typed a low. I'll fix it for him. Oh, I'm being a very good keyboard, aren't I? Aren't I now? And and then and, and so you, you're you're left with turning up like with both cases. You're left with just turning off all the keyboard help that you can get get from the phone and from the from the tablet. But now you actually have to type correctly. And I wish that it was not trying to help me. I wish it was just trying to when I tell it that it's done something wrong to just not do that wrong thing anymore but you say this there's a discussion on it is an actual nougat problem or is it just a no, no it's again, not a nougat problem i think it's, problem. A, it's a google keyboard problem because i have the samsung uh, s7 and i just have the google keyboard installed yeah those are keyboards keyboards the those things so you could spend a whole i, I was hoping yes man because you you're normally the person on the show to demand and you know demand things and get results i was hoping you could demand someone on the the google t- keyboard team just have a look just quickly fix it see 
See, I don't know. I only get maybe one demand per show, and Hangouts keeps on Crash It on Nogit Android N. So I don't know which one I need to I need to do. I I it literally Hangouts crash. It's been crashing on Android N, and to the point where I was like typing in the middle of typing a really long text message, and it just stops typing, and then it crashes, and then it, the Hangouts like will launch again. And all that that long text I was typing is gone. It's just it's forever gone. And it is super frustrating because when you're texting someone, like you just want to be able to text and send it and be on your way. It's you know even even if I guess if you lost an email, it would be equally frustrating. But you're like I have to retype all of that. So <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Hangouts. Uh, my husband got the Android N over the year update, and he's also having trouble with Hangouts. So I don't know if any anyone else has had trouble with uh, Hangouts. So I. I was so frustrated yesterday when it happened. I, I switched over to Google's like message messenger app because I was just like, I can't do this anymore. So Hangouts, I'm sorry. We're, we're breaking up. This, this can't happen anymore. Well, that's okay. Cause all this, all these problems are going to be solved when we become a, a legion of people who communicate only via stickers uh, <laughs> and, and animations and stuff like that. Yeah. But you, you can actually do stickers uh, in Messenger in the Messenger app, the like default Google Messenger app, what? and also Hangouts. How? So, yeah, no, we've been, I, it's uh, so yeah, the default uh, Google Messenger app. I think that's it's just what it's called. Let me look at it. Yeah, now. It's just called Messenger. Uh, Messenger, yeah, yeah. You can actually send stickers. You can like send animated gifs. And I was testing it with uh, with my husband because he was still had Hangouts. He was persevering with Hangouts, and he saw the animated GIF, and I was like, "Sweet!" So I want to test it with an iOS user and kind of see wait, what, how, what they how see. How you get into the stickers? Oh, All right, I so, see a little so go into button. the messaging app. Yeah. Oh, I do and see then, it. Uh, so we've had, you know Android users have had stickers for for a very long time. And but wait, there's more. Oh, look, yeah. there's a cute little hand. You can even add more stickers. Yes. So the difference between the iOS stickers and the stickers that are found um, within the Messenger app or even Hangouts is that the ones that are sent on Android are just sent as like a single item. You can't move them around and attach them to different items in the Messenger app. Uh, it just sends it like an animated GIF. So they have some fun ones. I, I think they're they're fun. They're cute. Whatever. But um, I mean, Hangouts has had stickers for a long time. But uh, it looks like they've finally integrated into text messaging. So not maybe not as fun as uh, the stickers on iOS, but we have stickers. We've had them for a while. Well, there's no lasers, Yasmin. If you can't send things with lasers, then how can you live with yourself? But, you, you know, you might have lasers, but I'm going to have a personal Google Assistant soon. Oh, Rumor has hello, it hello. That, that, hello, that Google Hello is coming out this week. Uh, by Evan Blass of Evie Leaks or Ev Leaks, uh, it's someone that has always like been tweeting out like, "Hey, there's going to be a new phone or there's going to be you know a new release," and he's always been on it. Like everything, he's been pretty right on. So I was hoping to get it today, uh, which is Tuesday. So maybe tomorrow, no, Wednesday. No, I've learned my lesson from doing this last week. I don't know if Andy remembers. Uh, Evan Blass also said something, and this time I'm just going to say it's not coming out at all this week. There will be no aloe. That's my declaration. Well, that's fine. I mean, it's it's. It's not that it's not like we hold anything against the people who are listening to this podcast right now, because if the, that rumor is true, it means that you have Allo and we don't. So we poor bastards in the past stuck in in the Tuesday of American history. 
uh, don't have these, this ability to have conversations with inanimate objects that will make us feel less alone and afraid in this cold and distant world. Uh, so again, lord all over us that you have Elo and we don't. I mean, we also, we're, we're simpler people. <laughs> But we're honest people. We're clean people. You know, we, we, we wake up early with the dawn. We work all day in the fields. We bring in the harvest. We sing. We feast. We dance. We give our thanks to a largely indifferent God. And then we go to bed and start the whole day all over again. It's a harsh life, but it's a very worthwhile one. That's, what I would, that's the message I would like to sing, say to the future, oh, peoples of Thursday and Friday and Saturday of this week. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, do you do you think it's coming this week? They did promise it in. I get so confused by the seasons. Late, it, yeah, and, late and, uh, spring, summer, something. No, 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 no. Lights and summer. Yeah, they said end of summer, but it's a global operation, so there's summers everywhere. <laughs> it could be Australian summer. That's could be Australian yet, summer. So plenty yeah. of time. Exactly. So they still have some time. <laughs> uh, so I think what was it? Is it tomorrow the end of summer technically in the U.S.? So I believe. <laughs> I believe that uh, maybe maybe they'll, they'll get it out to us. Uh, I'm actually really really excited for Google Hello. Uh, Duo is is such a like beautifully just simple well done app, and it's uh, one that I've used actually to you know talk to my family pretty often when I'm just like I just want to see their you know see their face and do a, a quick call. So uh, I'm hoping Google Hello will will uh, take hold. So I don't you know it'll be it'll be fun to have an assistant. But just like yeah, I, I like the fact that uh, I like the fact that the assistant will work even if you can't even if you can't convince your circle of friends and family to use this new app and switch away from whatever app they're they were using right now. Uh, right now, actually, today as we're recording is the day that uh, the new version of macOS was was released, and this is the one that greatly enhances Siri, uh, the Siri assistant on the desktop. It wasn't it's not the debut of it, but they've added a lot of features that make it a lot more flexible and a lot more useful. But the thing I don't like about it on the Mac is that. I wish that it worked a lot like uh, Windows Cortana, where you could speak to it, but you can also simply type at it and just have it do things for you automatically. Uh, So I'm embarrassed enough having to just be alone in my office and say things aloud like, Hey Shlomo, uh, tell me what's when's my dental appointment next week, and can you shift my 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 racquetball with underwater locations uh, for that date? It's like imagine if you're in a big cubicle. So I love the fact that I can be on on a bus or on a subway or on a street corner and just type in like a voice assistant sort of stuff, and it will actually work. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. And I mean, this is going to be the big showcase for the Google Assistant. You know, they showed it off yeah. at Google. Oh, they're like, we have an assistant. It's amazing. It's coming in three months from now, maybe more. Who really knows? And this is this is going to be it. This is going to be the big sort of unveil for it. Yeah, both both companies, Apple and Google, are making a big point of how their chat app is not just a way to talk to your teens. It's going to be a, a focal point of the experience, like a central place where you get things done because they understand that your phone oftentimes is where you talk to people and you need apps to feed you information while you're having that conversation. Apple's doing that with uh, the new version of Messages by allowing third-party apps to sort of project features into it even though it's not as smart as what assistant is supposed to do, where it just can detect that, oh, I can see that he's talk- that they're talking about uh, restaurants, so I'm going to quietly start advising on where they can do, where they can go and what times are going to be available, whereas uh, the, uh, the, uh, the appearance of apps inside messages is more like, I don't have to leave this app and go into Evernote to get information. I can simply, without leaving the app, have Evernote project in stuff that I want it to give me right now. So this is, it's, this is really going to be a cool battle of the bands between Apple and Google. 
Yeah, it should be really interesting. I'll tell you one other thing that's interesting is I've apparently angered the people of Britain. So I don't know if you've met <gasps> many British people. They don't they don't normally voice their anger. Like normally, you know, if they get angry, they'll just they'll just go quiet and they'll be like, "No, it's fine. It's it's all fine. Whatever you said was fine." And that's how you know you've really angered them. But to actually come out and say something, I had some people contact me on Twitter and they're like, "Hey, hey, hey, hold up. You know, we we can cook. Here's some examples of your cookie of our cooking." And then then they try to make me feel bad, and they're like, "Look, here's some examples of terrible Australian food." I think there was a there was a hot dog combined with a hamburger that someone sent me in a tweet, and I'm like, "I didn't say Australians can cook. I mean, we we pretty much can't cook either as a nation. It's just like English people can't either." So that's my apology, non-apology. I should do it um, Johnny Depp style, you know. I am sorry to the people of Britain <laughs> and their amazing cooking culture, which must be respected. It's an honoured tradition to cook. Toad in the holes, and they they actually have fantastic curry out here. They do, so, they do. Yeah. I will I will also I will also say that the one of the best sandwiches I ever had was in London, uh, and the the efficacy of the traditional English breakfast I can fault that concept of that combination of fruits, vegetables, and meats in no way whatsoever. That is exactly what I want every morning for breakfast: is the traditional English breakfast. And the Earl Grey tea is the greatest tea known to man. I'm just putting it out there. And woman. You know, I love pasties. I think those are those are British, right? Are they Australian? Yep. So we... I thought we invented no, those. No? No. I'm pretty sure we did. No. I'm going to have to get a historian in here. Not, not, to, be, not to be confused with pasties. <laughs> I think there was, there was a whole episode of Great... Break, great British Bake Off, the when the pastries uh, episodes in which they went to the history of the Cornish pasty, pasty and how uh, it oh, actually has course, EU Cornish, protection that yes. it cannot be called a Cornish pasty unless where they they invented yeah, the it. Pasty, and, yeah. Yes, where the 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 amazing thing being that you weren't meant to eat the crust because it was just there as a wrapper. <laughs> they could bake the contents in so that as the miners are having their grubby like coal <laughs> coal slicked hands over it, <laughs> they can just break it open, get eat the protein, live another three hours, and then not ingest anymore. They're supposed to be breathing in the coal dust, not eating it. That would be really harmful. There's like this wonderful restaurant called Cornish Pasty that's here in Arizona, and there's multiple locations, uh, and it's absolutely one of my favorite places to go because they have the most ama- amazing pasties. Uh, they have the traditional augie, uh, you know, which just has kind of the, the meat and potatoes, but then they, you know, added they have like a Mexican one, and uh, they have a lot of different flavors, like even some curry ones. So it's really really good. So if you are in Arizona, go to Cornish Pasty, and they have amazing uh, brewery like beers on tap. So it's one of my favorite places. Just the, just the idea of let's take lots of proteins and any, any recipe that's that the last step is and then surround it in a deep shell of carbohydrates. You're num, really num, on num, the num. right track there. You're <laughs> really on the right track there. Now, uh, more news from uh, on the Note 7. Uh, let's call it a kerfuffle. I think it's officially a, a, a kerfuffle leading to a Donnybrook. Uh, interesting. So that now uh, the, in the U.S., uh, it has been elevated from a Samsung has acknowledged this is a problem and has agreed to swap things out. Two, they're working with the consumer product uh, uh, this consumer tech, ugh, consumer product safety industry uh, agency, and they are actually uh, making it a formal official recall, which is what they were driving for anyway. Uh, but no matter how many jokes are being made on late night uh, monologues, no matter how much dramatic video there is of cars, basically a metal shell surrounded with 
plastic that used to be the car body. Uh, Apptelligent, which is an uh, analyst company that specializes in mobile devices, claims that usage rate of the of the iPhone, excuse me, of the uh, Note Seven among existing users has been almost the exact same since the day of the recall. And there is a attached. Uh, I got this. Uh, I've read this on, on the Verge. And there is a there is an attached uh, graph uh, pr- provided by Aptelligent where you see the date of the Samsung rec- the, the first report of the, of the exploding batteries. It's still going up, up, up. Then the day that Samsung recalls the device and it goes down a little bit back to the point where the first reports of exploding batteries but then it goes up again and levels off before dipping down a little bit that that should be the roller coaster down once you find out that your phone is igniting uh, and I I don't know if they're if they're just doing a bad job of uh, of explaining this to people or if they've just got a really real once they get stock back of the uh, revitalized devices if they've got a great great advertising campaign so long as it continues that no one has been killed by these phones to say look people this is so good people are not even the 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 idea of burning their house down with it is not enough to get people to give up their notes as a matter of fact uh, the 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 motion sensors indicate that not until the case reaches an external temperature of 214 degrees do they even drop the phone so <laughs> who's got who's got the better fans apple or us we're willing uh, to harm them and they're okay with that andy i saw the most disturbing post on the internet the other day someone had a, a big bowl of water just full of water they put cellophane over the top and they put their note 7 on that to charge and their thinking was okay if my phone catches fire it'll burn through the cellophane and fall <laughs> into the water I'm like just take the phone back people take it back so uh, i will say I, I have an update about this as well so um i think i mentioned the last show that samsung called me um in between this show and the last uh show a courier actually turned up to pick up my old phone so i gave it to the courier they took it away and then this is how diligent they are andy another courier turned up on monday and he's like i'm here for your phone i'm like already sent back the phone he's like well i guess you can have this box and, and packaging I'm <laughs> I like, guess, okay should i send I, something else to samsung what, what do you want samsung oh I, I i guess the phone must have ignited and killed him before he managed to make it back to the depot i'll oh. i'll make a note that there's another fatality that we 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 at least got it in our possession before it ignited we'll my apologies please sweep, accept this extra sweep another t-shirt. courier person under the cupboard so if you have any courier people that you love and they didn't come home maybe yeah. maybe this is why yes and so you were saying, uh, Russell, that they issued an over-the-air update, which changes the battery indicator in safe phones to green? Yeah, so this is this is meant to be rolling out in Australia, so I assume it's coming to the US soon. I believe it's already in some parts of Korea. Um, is, yeah, if you have one of the new fixed safe phones, your battery turns green, which I think is good. It's, it's good to give people a really obvious way to say your phone is, is good, but... I don't know if the one on my icons changing in color. Is that is that selfish? I'd prefer for the the people to have the bad explodey one that their batteries to just be like, like just red, yeah, like flashing just red or something, like moving, like never stop, like make it unusable, your phone unusable, so you have to go return it. Yeah, so this is the <laughs> like, same the same OTA that's going to change the battery to not charge past sixty percent, which I think stops some of the the expanding and contracting that you get when batteries get hot and charge, which. I guess they're trying to mitigate the problem as well for those people that are just like, I don't want to take it back. It's like, please, people, take it back. But if you don't take it back, you know, you can't charge it past 60%. Tough luck. Yeah, that's a that's a good thing. I'm sure that the reason why they had that green indicator is so that you can actually show to somebody that, no, 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 this is one of the safe ones. It's okay for me to have this on the plane or for me to have this <laughs> in the same house with our baby. <laughs> Honey, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I didn't think of that. That's a really good point, Andy. So the next time they're trying to collect them on a flight, you can be like, mine's green, and they'll probably take it off you anyway, but at least, at least you tried. Yeah. 
They'll probably, they'll, they'll probably just, just target you as, oh, you're one of those passengers who talks back. That's why, that's why we've got the duct tape back in our little cabin, you know. Follow me this way, please, sir. We have some special things for you. Yes. Now, I, I made a discovery uh, just last week that I'm kind of embarrassed about because it's so simple that I should have discovered it before. Uh, I just discovered that uh, all the purchases that you make in Google, Google Play, all the movies and all the TV shows you purchase, actually just show up in every YouTube client app, uh, or at least all the client apps that I have and all the different devices that I have. Uh, and I was, uh, I, I'm still, I was still stuck in the mindset of the, I guess, the early days of Google Play Video, where you have to have the Google client video, the Google Video bespoke client app on the device, and uh, with the uh, rampant diversity of video players that have been infesting my house it was really causing an issue because uh there's it used to be that the amazon video app is the one that's available everywhere and so i've been i had been the times where i needed to buy uh, like a catch up on an episode or even buy a whole season or something i've been buying it on amazon video certainly not uh, on the apple itunes store in the interest of being able to watch it on any device that I, that I use. And then Amazon Video started being a little bit territorial and saying, no, 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 that's going to be exclusive for uh, for Amazon Fire devices. And, of course, we'll also put it on Roku. But no, 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 you're not going to have it on Apple TV. You're not going to have it uh, on, uh, on on Android TV devices. Uh, but now that has changed everything because it's every single YouTube app that I have will access the stuff that I've only bought. I'd only bought like two or three things. And so it pleased me and, and, hum- and humbled me to find uh, – that I could actually use it on every device now. So uh, I, this news came just in time because I'm experimenting with a change in my TV habits. I did cancel all of my cable except for just the basic local stations uh, a few months ago with the idea that if there is something that I absolutely desperately – if there's a show that's on uh, pay cable that I absolutely desperately need, I will simply go ahead and pay the $25 for an HD subscription. So I did buy the HD subscription to pr- the new season of Project Runway. Uh, and so I've been enjoying it on my Apple TV, on my uh, uh, on my NVIDIA Shield. I've been l- enjoying it on my iPad, everything. So that's has become now my recommendation that if you want to buy video and you can't – and this is not the world, the parallel dimension where they will sell you unlocked on DRM to do whatever you want with it files. Now my recommendation has has to change to Google Play because it's the one buy it once, play it anywhere, or the closest thing to it that I can find. That is really cool. Yeah. I had no idea that was a thing. I've seen it before, um, and I totally get why they're doing it because it makes perfect sense. You bought it on Google, and hey, you know, maybe you you have YouTube app is usually like on every smart TV that is out there, even like just the the Panasonic ones or you know LG the ones that are not using Android uh, TV. They usually have a YouTube YouTube app because that's just like one of the popular media apps that they built in. So it makes perfect sense for that because most likely you'll have the YouTube app on there and not necessarily the the Google like movies app. So it makes perfect sense. The only weird part is uh, sometimes when you're looking through like the purchase or available to purchase, the interface is wonky because they also kind of give you the option to see what is available to purchase. And it kind of is confusing because when you think about the stuff that is in YouTube, you, it's usually always like free content. And so you're like, oh, wow, this is available on YouTube. And it's like, oh, no, it's available for you to purchase via Google. So I totally get it why they're doing it, but it's still kind of uh, does a, little bit, a bit a bit of confusing thing there. 
Yeah, to say nothing of the fact that uh, I will I will admit that I am watching the latest in-progress season of Great British Bake Off that's not available in the United States, <laughs> thanks to a secret list of two or three YouTubers in Great Britain who are <laughs> capturing the video and putting it up on YouTube. So oftentimes I will go to – if I go to, uh, to get my next episode of Project Runway – the list might be contaminated with like two or three people who have bootlegged that episode and also put it on YouTube. Um, I do wish that the YouTube app were a little bit more consistent between platforms. On a couple of them, for instance, you can't turn off autoplay, and I absolutely desperately hate that. Oh, on, I hate that. Yeah, it's it's like especially <laughs> it's like my especially f- since worst feature. Yeah, I mean, I I feel so pressured by I I I sound like I'm I'm, I'm a you know, a neurotic comedian doing a routine, but the idea that I'm I'm suddenly into like a, a twenty minute. Some of the, the videos I watch, like they're uh, subscribe subscribed to channels that have really beautiful ten or twenty minute videos, and I'm just sitting back and relaxing and enjoying it. And then I see that the end credits are going. Oh damn! I gotta fuck. Where's the remote? Where's the remote? I gotta stop, stop it before stop. it plays the next thing. So so I actually have a funny story about that. Um, we so we have like the Nexus player, and you know the when you put it on the home like the home screen, it doesn't actually really turn off the Nexus player. Like sometimes I think they're just running the background. So if you accidentally uh, were to like tap on the the OK button, it could start playing one of the videos or something. Well, I don't know what happened, but we had uh, I think videos were auto playing. It was for like a whole night like a like a whole night of hours i think it was like eight hours of content of scary like movie content that was being played and i was looking through our history and i look at my husband i was like you were watching like four like eight hours of this like oh no like suspense haunted house type thing you know like how do what i was like you're interested in that stuff when did that happen you know and he's like i didn't watch that did you and i was like no and then we got this like look of fear in our face going oh my gosh did our daughter get a hold of like the youtube app and start watching all these like scary because like the videos were like pretty scary that we were like I hope our daughter didn't watch that because she would be terrified. And I think what happened was one of them started accidentally playing via like just tapping it on YouTube because sometimes the the screen, the TV isn't on, but you can still control like the Nexus player. And someone must have like sat on the controller, hit play, and it started auto playing all these things. So I had to go into our history and delete all those because I was like, I do not want our daughter to accidentally uh, start watching those because they, they look pretty scary. So yes. Autoplaying is is my least favorite uh, feature. It's just like on Netflix, on Netflix, I like it because you're usually like binge watching something. But on YouTube, that's not really what you're doing because <laughs> you're just kind of looking for different media. So it, it's a uh, YouTube's an interesting place. It's an interesting place because there it is a v- media player, but the way that you use YouTube and maybe the way that YouTube wants you to use it are two different things. And so it's kind of a, a changing of your like mentality when on there. Uh, but we do have something written in from our listeners. They were saying, hey, you're trying to pronounce different words uh, or different places and locations. And this one is in Houston. So I'm assuming uh, th- it's a street in Houston. And it's uh, I'm going to see how you pronounce it. All right. I'm going to spell it out. It's K-U-Y-K-E-N-D-A-H-L. All right. Uh, Andy, how would you pronounce that? Uh, I would pronounce it the street that goes between the Wendy's and the Starbucks towards I-95. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cop-out. That's a cop-out. Aren't, aren't you actually the closest to this place, Yasmin? I don't know much about America, but I think Boston, Russell, you're, you're, Houston. You, you, can, you, you, can, you can ask her, use it in a sentence. Oh, yes. You spelt it. Now can you use it in a sentence? 
Oh, no, I'm the Koi one who's Kindle? trying to spell it. I have no K- idea how to say it. K-E-N-D-A-H-L. How, how do I do? I have Koiken. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. <laughs> oh, my parents so are going to be so disappointed. I've been trading for years. <laughs> now, now collapse into a pool of tears and just look achingly at one of your parents who's sitting in the third row. <laughs> you didn't teach me about Kai Kendall. Kai Kendall. I've never lost anything before. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, the listeners who sent in that question, you'll have to let us know how to actually pronounce them. Well, you're not going to try as me. You're the person who lives the closest. I did. Kikendall. I don't know. Kikendall. I have no idea. In Australia, be. Dale, Dale. Yeah, Kikendall. Kikendall, mate. I'll meet you down at Kikendall, yeah? Let's let's meet up there. Hey, mate. Now, well, this is Houston, so, uh, you know, they're in Texas. Y'all want to go to the rodeo in Kikendall? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Kikendall. I'm just yeah. All right. not, Be- not before we right offend any more nations of people, I think it's time to go to our first ad. And this week, a returning sponsor and someone we love is Linode. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Linode. Uh, Linode is a combination of high-performance SSD Linux servers spread across eight data centers around the world, which makes them a fantastic solution for your server infrastructure. You can get a server up and running in under a minute, and I've done that before. That That's literally true. With plans starting at just $10 a month, which now gets you two gigabytes of RAM, uh, you'll be able to choose things like your Linux distro, uh, how much you know space you want, uh, which particular node you want to be la- located at, right from their online sort of web tool. It's, it's really convenient, and you can get up and running in just a few clicks. Um, some of the things they offer is industry-leading native SSD storage, powerful Intel E5 processors, which are the fastest you can get on the cloud market, and access to a 40 gigabit network with multiple levels of redundancy. So your uh, VPS is sitting in a proper data center you know, with real connectivity and all the redundancy that goes along with that. Um, they have an API that allows you to easily automate tasks or develop custom applications in the cloud. And all of Linode's pricing tiers feature hourly billing with a monthly cap on all plans. So if you turn your VPS off for half a month, you'll only be charged for half a month, which is really cool. So as a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com, L-I-N-O-D-E.com slash material, you'll not only be supporting us, but you'll also get $20 towards your first Linode plan. And that comes with a seven-day money-back guarantee. So nothing to worry about at all when you sign up. You go to linode.com slash material uh, to learn more and sign up or... If you're already in the checkout process, you are super excited. You want to use the promo code material20 at checkout. It has been officially announced October 4th is going to be Google's hardware event, which I'm, which I'm super excited to hear uh, what, they, what they're going to announce. Uh, they even had a teaser. They even have a teaser site for us. Google's getting fancy on us, y'all. This is like official announcement. They got a they got a site and they even have a YouTube video. Um, but I'm sorry, Google. Is that all that you got? Because uh, I don't think they, it, this teaser site like nothing really gets me excited. Yes, I mean, I have <laughs> to say, it. I've I've never ever 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 seen a Google ad on Australian TV. And during some primetime TV the other day, that that particular YouTube thing aired, the one with the the search box expanding out to the phone. I'm like, Google Seriously? is advertising on my television? <laughs> what is going on here? What? Yeah. With the, that, why, and it doesn't even say anything. You're I'm, just like, yeah. left probably being more confused than anything. Get hype. <laughs> Google, Google, let's talk about marketing. So come I, on. I, uh, I, I saw well, some look, people on Twitter w- as well say that it, it aired during some sporting events in the US as well. So it seems like they're pushing So they're really maybe? pushing us. They're yeah. really pushing us. So, um, so two things to say. First, 
I'm glad that they didn't announce it on Snapchat. Hey, that's a, that's a plus up from their Android N name announcement. So get, get on them. Uh, and if you go to the site, it really just has a phone shaped like an iPhone on there. And it has pictures uh, in the background of the phone. Like the, it, makes, it makes a phone. So I'm going to say, because, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what all the iOS people do. And they really, really look into these invites. And the circles mean this and all that. I'm thinking that this means that this phone is going to have an awesome camera because why else would you showcase so many awesome pictures on there? So that that's the only thing I got. I did sign up, of course, because I want to know, you know, I want to be the first to know when the Pixel uh, XL phone and the Pixel, uh, you know, phone make it out. But there there is some photos that have been leaked of what the phones are going to look like. Yeah, and basically take uh, take this year's iPhone or maybe even last year's iPhone because it has that antenna stripe uh, uh, in the in the bottom of it, and that's pretty much it. I mean, I've the fact that they've blurred out uh, the uh, the uh, the screen side of it, they've blurred out the bottom of it either to I don't think that's they're necessarily hiding a home button. I think there there must there's probably some sort of a sticker or some sort of ID label that they want to they don't want the person who was entrusted with these devices uh, doesn't want to share out, uh, but. Otherwise, otherwise, it really uh, that, that that kind of underscores that is, you would not mistake that you would not consider uh, questioning whether or not this was an actual iPhone or not. You could pass this off as an iPhone sneak peek if you wanted to. Uh, I'm I'm pleased if these are uh, if these are legit. I'm pleased to see that on both of these devices, uh, both the five inch uh, Pixel and the five uh, the five point five inch XL. They by the way, they look device they look absolutely identical it's not like last year's uh 6p and 5x uh they look just like a larger version a smaller version but i'm glad that they have retained the uh the uh, fingerprint sensor the unlock sensor uh in the exact same place as they were on the nexus last year because uh, i think all phones should have the unlock sensor right there it's just the most natural place to put it uh doesn't look it doesn't it's hard to figure out what's on the back where you see uh you see one cutout for that is obviously an led uh one cutout that is obviously a camera and then th- three holes that could be a microphone it could be something more interesting the lights have to be somewhere please tell me the lights are somewhere the pixel lights i'm yeah, I'll be, I'll be just. I, I'm so. I, I'm so disappointed that neither of these pictures have just some sort of a band that could be just a strip of rainbow LEDs to just tell either a tell me things about the phone without my having to pick it up, or b just wanting me to be happy to look at a brightly colored rainbow. But uh, so manufactured by what we what the the consensus rumors are that uh, HTC is making both of these, uh, which is why they look so similar to the iPhone because HTC is making a lot of phones that look like the iPhone. Uh, but uh, apart from that, we just don't know. Uh, I'm one of the things that I was really pleased with last year's Nexus phones is that they decided to make one what we call the premium smartphone and one at least moderately priced when the 5X was designed to really be the cultural uh, inheritor to the original Nexus 5, just a, a Volks phone for uh, for pretty much everybody. So we don't know yet whether these are going to be priced like uh, affordable phones, like medium price phones, or whether they're designed to go head-to-head with the iPhone 7 and with uh, uh, the non-flammable 
up to, to becoming version of the Note 7. Uh, so it could be that these are going to be both like uh, $800 and $700 uh, for, for the two different ones. We also don't know necessarily what the ca- different capabilities of them are going to be. I hope that they also copy from last year. They're using the, uh, the idea of using the exact same camera in both of them uh, so that you don't really have to worry about uh, if, you, if you want great pictures, you can get either a larger one or a smaller one. But uh, we're, we'll find out. Uh, it's kind of silly to speculate given that now we know that whatever we're going to learn, we're going to learn in about uh, in about two weeks now. Uh, we also are expecting that we'll finally see Google Home. We're hoping we're going to see Google Home. Uh, we're expecting <laughs> I, an I update. I hope so. <laughs> Uh, they they got they they have they really it's gonna it's I don't know if they can get people to come to San Francisco a third time for just for the Google for for the for for Google Home, uh, but that's they it would nice to be see it as something other than an inert object that we could just simply look at and reflect upon intellectually. It's good to see people talking to it and hearing it talk back to us. I think. Hey, you know, uh, if Lockheimer wants to send me an invite, I will be there three times. Go ahead, Lockheimer. <laughs> I, I saw him, uh, you know, inviting some people on Twitter, and I was like, hey, wh- where's where's my invite? So uh, I'm happy to go. I'm happy to go. Uh, I I hope, I don't think, I don't know if they're actually going to announce it then, but those rumored uh, Google watches, the Android Wear watches that they were going to be announcing that had like the built-in Google Assistant, I hope that I hope that's coming because I really, really need a new watch, this tablet, this tablet on my wrist is getting old, everybody, this tablet. Uh, so, <laughs> hey, I'm excited, although I don't know how excited I am about these phones because I already saw, you know, the leaked photos. Looks like an iPhone. I'm sure it'll be fantastic. I'm sure it'll be fantastic. So there is one thing I will say about that. I did handle a pre-release uh, Nexus 6P at some stage. I won't say where. I don't want to incriminate anyone. But it did look quite a bit different to the final one that shipped. Like, I guess I can't really say in what ways, but the thing, the thing was very different. So if these are pre-release you know models perhaps and this is probably just me trying to trying to build hype for like something that doesn't (laughs) exist but perhaps the final you know production ones will actually look different because they did in the case of the 6p like i i looked at this thing i'm like it doesn't quite look like a 6p and he's like yeah this is one of the ones that would you know was out of a few months like earlier before they shipped so maybe that is true I remember the 6P render looking absolutely terrible and being like, ah, that does not look pretty. And then when they finally got out and I was like, oh, the camera hump is actually not that bad. And it actually looks like an awesome, Yeah, no, awesome, the renders really like, like, like five yeah, the renders meters made, like sticking out. It looked like it was phone. like a submarine thing coming out. <laughs> so, okay. I, all right. All right. I, look, you know, I, I get excited at Google events anyway. So I'm pretty sure once they're talking about Yasmin's just going to be going like wild, going like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Uh, but for now, I'm just kind of like, huh, all right, come on, get me me excited for this. But I I can give you the opposite end of the hype spectrum is that you've got HTC, a manufacturer not really known for shipping in volume or having like, you know, premium manufacturing sort of rights as to, you know, crank out a million units. You've got Google not really known for shipping outside the US very well. I'm really concerned that when this thing launches, it'll be like available in the top half of America only and everyone else gets it at some other stage, maybe if we can make enough of these and also sold out in the first five minutes and no two weeks to order just like i'm sorry it's sold out come back at some arbitrary time in the future please google please make these available everywhere and please just let me keep ordering it even if the shipping time blows out to two weeks just take my money anyway like does does it matter 
Yeah, that, that's why Samsung is so important to Android, because they really are the only manufacturer that can satisfy the world's need for a premium smartphone in terms of being able to have international reach and also being able to ship, ship simultaneously and in insane volume. So if uh, I, I, things are going to be OK, because the Note 7 is maybe not even the one that everybody wanted. But if if both the Note 7 and the Galaxy S7 were, were, were implicated in these things, this would be almost a doomsday scenario. It would be uh, it would be really 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 terrible. Um, a couple of things. Uh, it looks uh, the other the only other thing that uh, is still on the table is that we're really hoping that we'll see a 4K version of the Chromecast. Uh, seems sort of inevitable given that everything except for the Apple TV is supporting 4K these days. Uh, and uh, let's give a hat tip to Android Police. They predicted uh, October 4th for the event as early as September 1st a few weeks ago. So a, co- a column uh, posted by David Ruddock uh, citing a reliable source. Uh, so that makes the, that always makes these things a lot more fun because the more things, the more times you get these things right, the more ridiculous ridiculous things you can write about and predict about and then say i'm really not sure if if android wants if if google wants to ship a perfectly round phone but you know he got the he did, he got the ship date right he got the name right of the of the last year's phone i can't dismiss this thing i just think that the i think that the, the hemispherical bottom of it will just wobble around but okay i'm not going to dismiss it i'm not going to i'm not going to argue with david ruddick he's been right so many times <laughs> I want to know who the Android police leaker is. Get, get in contact with us. You know, we we will we'll speak off the record. I will. I, we'll speak off the record, but we'll put it on the, the air. That's, that's the same thing, we'll, isn't we'll, it? I'm sure it is. <laughs> if he if he's if he's taking you out and plying you with uh, with like uh, like a fast casual dining national chain burritos, we are willing to take you to a well regarded local uh, mom and pop style uh, burrito place. We can't if we can't counter any money offer. God knows, but I feel like you know I'll take you to Cornish Pasty, buy you a beer, whoever the the Android Police uh, leaker is, and yeah, I think it'll be it'll be a good time. It'll be uh, off uh, or on the record. You like haggis? We'll get you. We'll get you haggis. We're not proud. Even if you like British cooking, well, I mean it's disgusting, but we'll get you some Whoa. British cooking. We can, oh, sorry, too soon. But you know what could you know what could help us with that if uh, if you are looking for some food places while you're out traveling, uh, maybe in the the great land of Britain is Google Trips. I thought you were about to suggest I take a long trip off a short pier, Yasmin. I thought I thought that's, that's <laughs> the angle you were going for. So I I did install this app from Google uh, last night. Google Trips. I am going on three trips. Uh, coming up in the next few months and it knew about all of them so i assume it mined them out of my uh, gmail account and what what happens is they appear it's like hey you're going to to sydney you're going to this place you're going to that place like here's the dates when you tap into it uh, you've got things like reservations it shows you your flights and in my case accommodation as well which it managed to pick up um, you've got a day planner in there so if you're one of those people who likes to plan you know every minute of your trip and you're going to go here and you go there that's it my absolute favorite button in the entire app is there's a button in there so i'm taking one trip to singapore it says download singapore i'm like yes yes i would like to download the country of singapore like this is amazing and i I assume that doesn't mean i get the entire nation downloaded into my phone i assume they're talking about the mapping part but it is still cool terminology to be like yes i want to download singapore so offline maps is in there um there's there's a whole bunch of other stuff i have seen some people say it's a little bit hit and miss with the things that it picks up obviously if it doesn't recognize uh, some things that are in your Gmail 
those those aren't going to turn up. I see Yasmin nodding. I, I assume she's had some misses. <laughs> Ah, okay, okay. So this is this is my venting, my venting. Uh, it works a lot like Inbox for Google, you know, where it automatically does your trips. It actually, I think they're connected because I did also download the app and I can see all the trips that Google had picked up in the past, like my trip to Minneapolis and it has a lot of information on there. Uh, well, I'm taking my family to Disneyland and okay, here's what happened. So I, I got uh, my reservations and we're not flying, we're driving. So usually like a flight will automatically trigger the Google trip, you know, or just be or inbox trip and just say, Hey, you're going to this place. Well, I just booked my hotel and it triggered it, but it wouldn't let me edit the, the name of the trip, like within inbox. And so I, was trying to mess with it. And I was like, I, I, I thought I remember being able to edit the trip name inside inbox. All right, well, maybe I will if I delete the trip and then like recreate the trip or something, it will allow me to like edit it or make some changes to it. <sighs> no, I accidentally deleted the trip in inbox. And it won't, uh, it won't recreate the trip anymore. Like I've even tried emailing myself the itinerary again, so it can trigger it. And nothing triggers it. So I don't know how to do this, which I wish I would have known that Trips was coming out because I would have been able to edit the trip name inside of the Google Trips app. But now it just won't even pick it up. So I actually manually created a trip to go to Disneyland and the reservations are still not picked up and there's no way to automatically like go into one of your emails and link it to it. Like it has to be, Google has to automatically do that via like their, their trip integration. So I can't add a reservation into the Google trip app, which is really, really annoying. And so I've tried to email itinerary. It's still not working. So if someone had to Google can help me out there, that would be awesome because it is so frustrating. I was like, I love that. Here's the beauty, right? The beauty is that it automatically creates these trips for you based on all the information that it's gathering from your email. But the problem is they rely so much on that that they haven't integrated the whole like, hey, well, how do you manually insert it? And so it's kind of a pain. It's kind of a pain. Like I, I was messing with it and I was just like, I'm done. This is frustrating. I just want to be able to add something. So uh, it's, it looks like a cool app, definitely like just the first stages and needs some polishing. Cause I'd, I'd like to think like, Yasmin that the assistant just threw a hissy fit. They're like, fine, you don't want me to organize this trip. You want to delete it? It's deleted and you'll never see it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's frustrating. Ah, uh, it's so anyways. Okay. I'm done. I'm done venting about this, but maybe now I'm not done, but it's just, <laughs> I just want my trip to Disneyland to be in there. Come on. I just I, I just think it was a great app though. Uh, it's available for Android and iOS. It's doing what Google is just. Uh, it's, it's really playing to all their strengths to be a multi-platform thing that you don't you're not, you're not locked into. Uh, oh, haha! You've got the wrong phone for that uh, sort of situation. Locks into all the information they collect at all times. Uh, a lot. What I like about it is the idea of trying to adapt to what what your constraints are where if you have only three and a half hours in boston and your hotel checking out your hotel in uh uh near uh, boston common at uh, at noon your flight at, from logan is at 6 p.m it knows that here's how long it's going to take for you to get to logan from where you are if you have three and a half hours in boston okay you're really near copley place so once you go to the boston public library they've got a free tour that starts at one uh they can go to the boston public garden which is near your hotel so they can go after you're done with that you can pick up your bags 
uh, and then head for for the hotel. Uh, and just like you said, simple things like understanding that I am paranoid about not knowing if I'm going to have internet access or if my uh, my SIM card is going to work uh, in the country where I'm traveling to, and just tapping one button that says, please keep all of my travel information safely on my device. Uh, maybe that, that was the first thing that really blew me away about Google Now, for instance, the first time that I got off a plane in uh, in Chicago and did reflexively the thing that I always do on my iPhone, which is okay. Now it's time for me to go into two or three different apps to make sure I know okay where's my uh, where's my hotel and what time is this other thing and and just switching to Google now kind of accidentally and seeing oh you've realized that I'm in Chicago now and that <laughs> I have a hotel reservation at this hotel on uh, <laughs> near Millennium Park and I also have this other, it's it's just so so smart the way they do that where apple's going to be really uh selling a lot of phones based on how good the camera is but google's job is just to make sure you use google services and apps like this where people like you yes mean you're going to disney world and you're not just being able to load up a yelp app and get recommendations but you're getting tailored information based on what it knows about what what time you have uh, what where you're going to be going and also information that's not just user submitted reviews but here is what we've been observing from people making their own queries and what what they did and the sort of time that they had so i'm really excited to see how this continues to, to evolve all right, all right, all right. I, I might have to give Google Trips uh, a pass on this because it looks like I don't have some of the options that you have, Russell, on the daily. Tr- I was looking for that daily planner uh, item, and the only options I have for, like, my trip is reservations, things to do, safe places, and food and drink. No, I also have day plans, getting around, and need to know. What? See, okay, something something's wonky, so maybe... Maybe I need to uninstall the app and then reinstall it. That's weird, though. Like, why Why do you you have, like, separate uh, different buttons that I don't have? So this is uh, this is weird. Yes. Finally, we have something before you, Yasmin. Woohoo! Uh, it could be <laughs> something to do with the trips. You could be part of some fancy A-B test, maybe. I don't know. Maybe you just saw that you deleted those other things and it was really unhappy with you. And I got the... I, you got the A and I got the B for BS. <laughs> <laughs> My, my other favorite one is um, I, I have a trip uh, to Melbourne, which is just a neighboring city like here in Australia. And it's telling me about the local currency, tells me about the visa conditions. I'm like, these are all very useful things, Google, for an Australian yeah. traveling to another part of Australia. So that part of the AI maybe needs a little bit of tweaking still. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be you don't want to land in, in, in Dublin and start to trying to pay for pe- pay for things in pounds. They're going to they'll they're 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 they're, they're an incredibly polite and kind hearted people as I found the, during my visits there. But I feel as though that would be an unnecessary slap in the face of which the kind type of which that Google is very well prepared to prevent me from uh, from blundering into. I do like some of the things it has. So it tells you which numbers you need to dial for, you know, police and ambulance. Yeah. This is this is yeah. handy stuff. What kind of all about the currency? You know, what's ex, what's expected, what's not. It's it's useful. Let's also point out that it's a really, really, as usual, pretty, pretty app. I mean, I've th- I've, I've suddenly gotten the idea that let's start. I'm going to see if uh, we can talk to just the graphic artists who work at Google. Uh, this is one of the as as more years go by with me uh, sticking with Android instead of iOS. I just love how pretty and joyful Google apps and services are compared to the, you know, East Berlin 1972 art house sort of aesthetic that uh, iOS has where it's like, 
We would allow the color red to appear somewhere, but let me explain to you the aesthetic that we're trying to go for. We're trying to make sure that the iPhone doesn't provide any joy to you in any form. That would distract from the perfection of the design. You're welcome. Well, let... <laughs> Well, hey, it, it looks like I have a different version of this. So, all right. I, you know, I, I take, well, I keep my comments because it's so, so frustrating with all this stuff. Uh, but I'm thinking that I don't have, for whatever reason, I have a different version that uh, wasn't released. Was it the one that was like released to the App Store and something? So I will, I will get back to everyone once I hopefully get the update because this is, this isn't, uh, <laughs> this is weird. This is really weird. I'm missing some of the functionality. This episode of Material is brought to you by Indeed Prime. Indeed Prime helps tech talent such as software developers and data scientists simplify their job search and land their dream job. Candidates get immediate exposure to the best tech companies with just one simple application to Indeed Prime. Companies on Prime's exclusive platform message candidates with salary and equity up front. The average software developer gets five employer contracts and an average salary over $125,000 Indeed Prime is 100% free for candidates, no strings attached. And when you're hired, Indeed Prime gives you a $2,000 bonus to say thanks for using Prime. But but if you use Material Podcast link, you'll get 5,000 bonus instead, which uh, I think is a per, 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 pretty nice perk just for listening to the show. So if you sign up now at Indeed.com forward slash Material, you can get an extra $3,000 for signing for signing and get a new job. So I want to thank Indeed Prime for sponsoring the show and all of Relay FM. So there was a there was a fun episode of uh, I, I like listening to Recode Decode with Kara Swisher, and so that's one of my probably one of my favorite podcasts that I like listen to. Uh, well, this one they had the CEO of Niantic, which is uh, John Hank or Hank from. Those are the creators of Pokemon Go. And so it was actually a really, really interesting uh, conversation to listen to. So it talked about his history and then also kind of how Pokemon Go uh, got started in his connection with Google. So some interesting tidbits is that they bought Niantic. Uh, Google bought Niantic, I think it was when they started doing the maps and like the street views because they were the ones that were really bringing forth like the amazing features and maps where you could actually see the streets that you're in and like just making the Google Maps really, really good. And so they were one of the, they, this was, I mean, this was a, a long time ago. So they were, you know, one of the first companies, this was like when MapQuest was big, you know, to, to really make Google Maps really good. Um, so within that, they were had been in the company for you know years and years, and at that point they they kind of uh, decided when they started to do Pokemon Go that they were really that he was really wanting to branch out because he had been at Google for so long and wanted to explore you know new opportunities because overall he was an ent entrepreneur um, that wanted to test out new things. So they were testing out new features, uh, and one of them was Ingress, which was the the game that actually kind of started Pokemon Go. And I didn't play this. Did you play this, Russell? No. <clears throat> Let me do that again. No, no. Someone ate I too much candy during the break, <laughs> and now he can't talk. <laughs> oh, busted. No, I, 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 had a, I had a few friends who used to play this game. So they get off a, a plane at some new city, and they'd immediately go and capture the portals, I think they were called. I, I never got into it. It just seemed like too hard to install and too hard to set up and too hard to everything else, whereas Pokemon Go is the opposite. 
it's like here's some cute little creature things like throw a ball at their heads and make them collapse into the ball or something i think pretty sure that's how it works so yeah different different kinds of game but i do remember yasmin that the product they first made was i think called keyhole and that was this amazing app that you download on your computer and you could zoom around the globe like it was a it was an actual globe with like glowy bits and stuff and you'd spin it around you're like i'm gonna zoom into this bit and it would actually zoom in and then change resolutions and back when this was out it was feels like maybe a decade ago or something it was just like oh you can you can do that and all kinds of like think pieces were published saying that this was not meant for private hands and snoopy people. This was meant for serious land surveyors and for governments and for, for the military. This is going to be the end of all civilization when actually it was just the way to make sure you know where what side to park on when you pull into the mall. It was actually really fascinating uh, hearing their story of like how maps actually really help scientists because it was really expensive to get a hold of satellites and actually being able to see uh, actual migration patterns or deforestation. But when they introduced this, like in maps, scientists could actually use Google Maps to actually track all of that. And so it was actually really cool because they were like saying that they were actually able to to really have that information uh, to be- to make better, you know, estimates and all that thing. So it, it was a it was a it's a really interesting interview. Uh, but when they decided to go. I think it was uh, Larry, you know, and Sergey were still were still the CEOs, and so they told them, "Hey, like we're wanting to start a do a startup, kind of wanting to get you know away from from what we're doing now." And that's actually when they created the program, the entrepreneur like inside of Google program that we talked about uh, a, a while back, where they help kind of fund a lot of the people and kind of give them tips to, to have those startups and kind of take off. And so they actually, you know, were one of the first teams that was funded by Google to to kind of explore their own startup. So it was uh, really interesting. And one of my favorite parts is when, you know, they didn't realize how Pokemon Go would take off and just, you know, the, the first launches and all the servers that they actually called uh, Sundar Pichai and we're, and we're like, hey, our servers, we need more server space. Like, can you help? Can you send some people over to help us? And he uh, sent some people from the, the cloud team, uh, Google cloud team to help them with their servers. So that was that was like a fun story. I was like, oh, yeah, just call Sundar. And he's like, hey, we need some server help. Can you can you hook <laughs> us up? Can you send up some of your teammates? Just like Barbara Streisand calling up Tim Cook to complain about how her name is pronounced by Siri. <laughs> <laughs> except for it helps lots of people have everybody. fun yeah. yeah well yeah just you just don't have the phone number if you had the phone number you know if you had the the they do a clever like sort of reverse push where uh this unlisted from actual google searches but if you actually have a copy of the physical white pages you can just look it up and find their find their phone numbers no problem <laughs> let's say we should place this call and get sundar pachai on the show you know if we can figure out how to call him from the white pages why why not I think that we have to be very, very judicious about how we play the Sundar card. Other people have misplayed the Sundar card. It's like, it is like playing the Pokemon card game and once again deploying the, deploying the wrong strategy at the right time, or wrong time early in the game. So I want us to, uh, I, want, I want Sundar to appreciate that, yes, you have played your card wisely and therefore I'm going to give you 90 minutes and everything is on the record. <laughs> <laughs> so. Go go uh, check out the episode, and it was it was really entertaining for sure, and just kind of hearing where they think Pokemon Go is going to go, and potentially 
uh, expanding, allowing other people to kind of integrate into the system that made Ingress and uh, Pokemon Go, uh, because it is really based on uh, maps and locations and what's near you. And so trying to get people out there and exploring the city and all that fun stuff. So yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool. It was a good good episode to listen to. I didn't. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm going, I'm going to uh, sometime tonight or tomorrow. Uh, but uh, you have a note here that uh, she, uh, that uh, he's also talking about how uh, augmented reality is a more important technology than virtual reality. Yeah, so that was uh, super interesting because uh, it's kind of something that I've been saying before, which is the thing with virtual reality is that it locks you into your own world, right? Because it's not. Unless you have a game that you can play with someone else, it's kind of something that you're putting the headset on yourself and it's really isolating. It's not really interactive with the people around you. And so for him, he was saying that augmented reality is more important technology than virtual reality because augmented reality actually interacts with the world that you are in and the world around you. And so it doesn't isolate you into a virtual world that essentially doesn't exist. So it was uh, it was really interesting to kind of hear him uh, speak on that. And of course, he's going to say that because Pokemon Go, like augmented reality, that is part of the, the whole thing. And so but it was actually it was it was really interesting um, hearing kind of that that point. And I mean, I think VR is really cool. But I think it could be also the the stepping stone to make augmented reality that much better. And he talked about pra- Project Tango and how that's uh, you know doing a lot of strides with augmented reality because that actually maps the techno- the world around you. He was saying that the difficulty with augmented reality is the world because you are interacting with the world around you, being able to map it in a way that's you know fast and make it simple like that. That's kind of the hard part. So. Um, it's, it's always kind of fun to hear, hear what people are saying because, you know, they have worked at Google, so they may know what's happening around there and kind of the, the focuses that people are doing. Yeah, I, I thought that was particularly that really caught my attention because uh, Tim Cook recently gave an interview in which he said almost word for word the exact same thing, uh, talking about how they don't, he, that Apple he doesn't think that uh, uh, virtual reality is going to be as important as augmented reality for the, exactly the reasons that you're talking about that we feel as though augmented reality keeps you immersed in the world around you it enhances your understanding of the world around you and he also gave that usual cryptic two years before Apple releases something interesting uh, statement that we feel as though there are some interesting technologies for making that if that making that data available to the user which could mean that oh god you're working on a hat you're working on a special apple hat that's going to be the most beautiful hat ever made and cost eight thousand dollars made entirely of orange ceramic uh, and we'll and we'll or you're going to buy the company that i'm hoping you're not going to buy because they they have really great uh, augmented reality technology and i don't want this to be locked onto one platform yeah, but what is the hissing going to be like? Is it going to be too loud? <laughs> oh, yes. I, I don't even know if we even want to go there. That's that's a that's a deep reference for those of you that listen to uh, deep catalog. Good. Other, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, suppose there are a lot of people who receive new iPhone sevens who have if they're if things are quiet in the room, they and the processor is really working hard. They they can hear sort of a buzzing or a hissing noise, which is not unfamiliar to people who use different electronics. It's just the the fact that uh, that uh, uh, these uh, copper traces create these 
fields and buzzes, uh, and if the tolerances are not just right, it doesn't seem to be a widespread problem, but it seems to be enough for some people to have received a phone that is making more noise than they would like it to. Uh, and it's okay because uh, Apple's still in their, uh, their what they call the ca- what you can call the capture mode, where anytime you have a, really any a, a secret thing, this is this isn't an Apple podcast, but let's let's this is a cool tip anyway. If you buy any sort of a brand new Apple product. Uh, and I'm, I'm talking about not you just bought the new iPhone four months after it was released. I'm talking about it's just been released. You were the first ones to get it. If anything is happening with that phone you do not like, or even if you drop it and the screen breaks, or even if you drop it, you, you dropped your uh, your new iPad in the in the pool uh, and it got all wet, and it's not, you know, of course, it's not supposed to be waterproof at all. Don't. To, uh, take the chance and take it back to uh, take it to the Apple Store because Apple actually, for the first few weeks, has a bounty with the uh, with the Genius Stores that are basically saying we want you, we're we're looking for broken we're looking for uh, a five uh, five iPhones that have broken screens we're looking for three that have water damage we will get we'll, uh, uh, we're hoping to get at least eight that are having some sort of a Wi-Fi issue and it's not that they're encouraging uh, people uh, their text to find broken machines but these. These are instances in which uh, they're trying to f- see what the weaknesses of this design are in the field, and as such, uh, the uh, the uh, managers of these stores are empowered to say, "We will don't don't, don't worry about it. We'll just replace it one for one." And they literally, I've had this happen where I had I broke a screen on a uh, the back plate on an iPhone five the first week I had it, and instead of like, "Well, were you?" Were you being responsible with it, sir? It was no problem, and they—they—it's—it's it's almost ceremonial. They take out like a big, a plastic black shipping container that looks like the torpedo tube they fired Spock's remains onto the Genesis planet in, in the ad, at the end of uh, uh, the uh, on the end of Star Trek Two, and it goes directly back to the mothership. And so they invested. They take a look at it to see, okay, here is here is a phone that got had its back panel broken. Let's see how it broke. Let's see if all the if the other internals are okay. Is there a tweak we need to make in the design of this to make it survive that sort of thing better, or is there something that we can? Uh, uh, is there some way that we can basically make this not happen in the future? So it's always worth taking it back if you have any complaint uh, of any kind. Yeah, that is if if they have so many in stock. I, I know that uh, Stephen yeah, from yeah. our. Real FM Network, uh, Apple actually told them, go to the store. They'll have one for you to replace. He went to the Apple store, and then they were like, I don't know why Apple told you that. They know we don't have any in stock. So he's going to have to wait to get his uh, phone fixed. That, that is one of the hard uh, hard parts. I know, like, man, I think iPhone launches are potentially probably starting to be one of my favorite things times of the year because when you're a part of Relay FM, like, it is, and it is an event. Like people are up in the middle of the night, uh, midnight, you know, two o'clock in the morning. They set up alarms to order their iPhones. Uh, it is, it is a whole ordeal here. And you know, what color? The the question in the relay chat room this week was, what color are you getting? And I was like, what? They announced the six P colors. I, which what color options do I have? Uh, oh, sorry, you're talking about uh, talking about the iPhone there. So it's super fun just hearing all the all the things that people are listening to. So if you if you are listening to hissing, and you know you you want to hold your phone to up to your ear and say, talk to me, tell me what you're really thinking. 
Well, it's, that's, that's good advice. The, the other thing that really caught my eye, though, was that so we've got hissing phones and also uh, the waterproofness of the new second generation uh, uh, Apple Watch. It has an actual feature where, of course, there has to be like a hole for the speaker. So it will actually if it gets if it gets wet. The phone, the the, the wrist, the uh, the watch will actually like vibrate the speaker to eject water uh, from the from the speaker port, and so you can actually. There's actually now video from people who are using these watches where you see this little <laughs> like after they, after they get out of the water. So now Apple has products in 2016 that are hissing and spitting. It's almost as if there's like a new product manager that was raised in Australia who thinks that everything is hissing and spitting and trying to hurt you at all times. Yes, it's the the year of the llama, International Year of the Llama. <laughs> well, we want to thank everyone for listening. Andy, where can where can people find you online? Uh, you can find my columns at sometimes dot com uh, for Instagram, for Twitter, and my blog. You will have to spell my last name. I'm at anotgo dot com, and I'm anotgo on all those other services. And Russell, where can people find you on on the line? On the line, I'm at Rusty Shelf on the Twitters. And I'm at Yasmin Evian on Twitter, and you can find us on Twitter as well at Material Podcast. Send us your feedback at materialpodcast at gmail.com. And also you can find us on the web at relay.fm forward slash material. Until next time, stay in material. Uh, But this episode of Material is brought to you by Indeed Prime. Indeed Prime helps tech talent such as software developers and data scientists imply their... Can you stop typing that? Oh my gosh, you're ridiculous. You haven't even muted yourself. Uh, Okay, I'm going to have to start that ad again. There's a time and a place for astronaut <laughs> ice cream, Russell. I know it's tasty and, and from the space and all that. Oh, this, this reminds me of one of our meetings that we had and someone was like dialing in and I, they were playing with the rapper like by the mic and I was just like, what are you doing? You're driving me bonkers. Uh, exactly like that. It was exactly mm. like that. Oh my gosh. Mm. <laughs>